This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain. Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! This podcast is brought to you by Andrex, who believe that clean is more than just being clean. Clean is a feeling. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell, the show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode will be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Parenting How with... Can you say Rob Beckett? Rob Beckett. And can you say Josh Widdicombe? Josh Widdicombe. Good try. Good try. Good try. Um, I thought that was better than a try. I thought that was great. Yeah, lovely. Good try. Nice work. <laughs> that was from Jen Chilton. Um, <laughs> this is my three-year-old Alva, who has just been sent home from nursery for self-isolation for a week as someone there tested positive. Oh. My husband has suggested we go for the scoring system this week. I'd say we are about 3-1 down already this morning. Oh. Thanks, lads. Um, thank you very much, Jen. Um, on the sent home from nursery, shout out to Matthew and Charlie. Matthew Crosby and his wife, Charlie. I found out today on day one of a 10-day, the old uh, 10-day nursery lockdown. And the reason that came into my mind was partly you said that, but partly for some reason I'm linked to him on Spotify (laughs) so I can see what he's listening to. What is it, all Disney? Toot Toot Chugga Chugga by The Wiggles. Chugga Chugga at the moment? Uh, Four hours ago he was listening to Oh, right, I was going to say, that's a mad thing to... You can't play Chugga Chugga to get your kid to sleep, can you? No. No, you can't. The mad shoot. Um, how you been, Josh? You a bit better? Sleeping a bit more? Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah. Oh, good to know you avoided a uh, in the bed situation with uh, with your yeah. little one. How are you? Well, we've had an up and down week. It's been pretty positive, all in all. I must say, I'm feeling really good. We've got into our rhythm of homeschooling and stuff like that. And um, I don't know, it just feels more, more positive being February and uh, and March the eighth is come around the corner. But we did have a bit of a uh, pom pom jar problem this week, Josh. <sighs> take me through it well as you know we've got the pom-pom jar of destiny which is where there's a big jar of pom-poms and if they do something good they can have pom-poms put in their pom-pom jar and then if they do it bad it's taken out we had to have a deduction from the five-year-old's pom-pom jar she lost the pom-pom 
Okay. That's just going to make it worse, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah, but they need to know when they're doing something wrong. So I went upstairs. We've done bedtime. We let them play in their rooms for a little bit before bed. And um, they're in there, lovely, doing colouring in, just like little angels, just sat yeah, playing right. the colouring, nice, calm things to do. Anyway, I walk past the three-year-old, and I'm like, oh, my God, she's got, she's got nits, she's got lice. What is going on with her head? The five-year-old had sprinkled pencil sharpenings on her head. Oh, my God. Her head looks like, it looked like, you know, the twits. So who lost the pom-pom, the three-year-old or the five-year-old? <laughs> yeah, the three-year-old for being an absolute weakling <laughs> and allowing that to happen. Anyway, so I saw that and I sort of picked it out. She was oblivious. And I picked it out of her head and I said to the five-year-old, did you put pencil sharpenings on her head? And she went, no. Oh. And then was like, truth on free. And she went, yeah, I did. And then smiled. And I told her off. And that's not okay. It's not nice. Lou laughed, which didn't help. Because, you know, they're being naughty, but quite cheeky. Lou lost a pom-pom from her jar as well. Yeah, no treat day for Louise this week. And <laughs> and uh, anyway, so like, I explained it was wrong and stuff like that. But then it was so cute. And the three-year-old was a bit oblivious to all this. Went, no, we're not being naughty. Me and my sister are sitting here colouring in nicely like good girls. And I was just, I felt like saying, she's played you. She's played you. got your head covered in pencil sharpening. Don't stick up for that little lizard that's been <laughs> sprinkling it on, on your nut. Oh, it was horrible. Oh, but, uh, but apart from that, she apologised, though, and all that, and she went to bed okay. But she lost a pom-pom, and that is, that's the name of the game. Yeah. Um, I have invented a new game, though, to keep them happy, um, called Disco Drive. Right. And it sort of really plays into my working-class roots, where basically what we do is... What doesn't? I take a... <laughs> I move the car off the drive. Yeah. And they just go up and down the drive on their scooters. Yeah. And then I sit on the doorstep and have a speaker next to me playing songs off Spotify. Oh, that's good. And they that's dance good. on the drive. And it feels like it's a different environment than the back garden. And people walk past and sort of wave and say hello at them because they're cute girls dancing to music. Yeah. So we've been doing that. Lovely. Really nice. Also, Josh, I've got to confess something to you. Yeah. I Since you mentioned about your itchy bum. When did I mention that? A couple of weeks ago. I've had a really itchy bum. Now, I don't know whether it's because you said you had an itchy bum and I need some cream because I actually do have an itchy bum or I just think I've got an itchy bum because you said itchy bum. Yeah. Well, do you know what, Rob? Yeah. Phone the NHS, but don't give your real name. That'd be my tip. <laughs> was it a uh, prescription or was it just over the counter? Over the counter. I imagine they listen to the podcast. You'll walk in. They'll go, here you go. Put this up your ass. <laughs> And then he walks straight back out. That's what Whitaker about. He's been fine since. <laughs> He's actually, it's the same cream. He's returned it. That's half of it now. <laughs> Click and collect some ice cream. Can I do that? <laughs> anyway, we need to do more correspondence, Josh. We, we're banging oh, wait, on I've got much. a couple of things I want to discuss with you. Right, well, hurry up because there's people waiting. Would you like a tip on how to get some time to yourself when looking after kids? Oh, yes. This is why I started, well, why we started this podcast, Josh. Hit me. Hide and seek. Yes. I've really got into it. Yeah. <laughs> You okay? Yeah. What, are you a hider or a seeker? What are you best at? Well, I don't really. I I let her choose. Okay. I prefer to hide. <laughs> yeah, that is a good one because if you get a really good space, you get a bit of time alone. Well, it's a great way to get to look at your phone without feeling guilty, isn't it, Rob? <laughs> Pretending yourself, you just need it for a light source, but actually you're gobbling up transfer news. Yeah, hide under a blanket, straight onto BBC Transfer Gossip. <laughs> So we've been getting into that. That's good. That's a tough game, yeah. though, in the house when, like, after a while, you run out of spaces to hide, surely. Yeah, but she's quite crap at it. Oh, fair enough. Um, to the point where I have to start making noise at some points. Um, I also had a low uh, lockdown moment, Rob. Oh, talk to me. So Sophie, who is uh, my daughter, has been my daughter's carer for, like, 
since she joined nursery, mm-hmm. on and off, but for the most part, she was moving to York. And she came uh, to knock on the door and give my daughter a present as the goodbye, all socially distanced, obviously. And uh, it's quite it's too emotional for me, Rob. Oh. So I've been listening to, on Saturdays, because we were in a rut, obviously, <laughs> I listened to uh, Radio 2. They do a thing between one and three on Saturday where they play the top 20 from a year, this week in a year. All right, okay. So basically, I walk back into the house feeling quite emotional. Yeah, that is quite sad because, you know, your daughter's formed a bond with her and she's going and stuff. Yeah, and then uh, Radio 2 kicks in with that week's number one. Here you go. (laughs) No. I couldn't believe it. It's genuinely, it's making me go again. in your front room crying just crying i am getting quite emotional even when it's not anything that bad but i was driving home from work the other day listening to song and it was like an upbeat song it was reminding me of festivals and i got a bit teary just from a, yeah. a, a sense of longing more than i wasn't sad i was just like oh it's just sort of a release because you have to you have to be so hardy it's so hard at the moment getting through each day you have to be so hardy like no we can do that it's one day but you're only human and it sometimes it's just too much totally and i'm gonna say it we'd love your correspondence on what is the smallest thing that's made you cry during lockdown yes lockdown low points where things that normally you could take little things that just sent you over the edge and you can't really i in the first lockdown i was watching like an advert and i like literally burst into tears watching one of them charity fundraising adverts it was just yeah but it's I was too like, much. Oh, it? gosh, far too much. But yes, lockdown low points will be great. Send them in and, and we can talk about them. Um, well, I hope, I hope you're feeling better now, Josh, but it's good to show emotion. You don't want to be like a dad from the 70s. Have four pints of John Smith and the Plowman's and you're all right. <laughs> Rob, have you, uh, have you ever put your daughter on the toilet where you don't have the child's toilet seat on it and then they fall down into the toilet, Rob? Oh, uh, yeah. It's like something from Stranger Things. They're getting sucked into the underworld. Yeah, it, lo- it looks like they're getting sucked into the underworld. It also, it, it's so cartoon, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like Mr. Bean. Or... <laughs> yeah, it's like Mr. Was she panicked? Do you know what? No, because it happened before, so the second time, it just felt like she was like, not this again. <laughs> yeah. I think the trick with it, Rob, Yeah. it's all about building confidence. You're right, and Andrex wants children and parents to be more confident during key toileting milestones by helping create positive bathroom habits and routines. Andrex is recognised by the British Skin Foundation for clean and healthy skin, so you can feel reassured that your family's delicate skin will be cared for. Andrex wants you to be the very best version of yourself every day. That's why there's a perfect range of products to suit you and your family's individual needs. Clean is a feeling. Clean is Andrex. Find your feeling of clean at www.andrex.co.uk or via Andrex's social channels. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now it's time for the Lockdown Parenting Postbag. It's the Lockdown Parenting Mailbag. But it's actually emails and there's no bag. Okay, so we've asked for correspondence and uh, we've had a lot of emails in. Um, Hello, chaps. 
Since having our first child on Christmas Day, I've been smashing through the episodes. Thank you for giving some light relief between nappy changes, feeding, and soothing in sleep-deprived days. Two quick discussion topics that I would like you to shed some light on. One, what would you do for her birthday? Christmas to start with, and then birthday, or the other way around, or anything else. Oh my, this, I mean, I've got some terrible news here. She's not going to have a birthday. (laughs) It's over. (laughs) It's gone. The more you fight it, the more pain it will cause. She just, she will just be a person on this planet that doesn't have birthdays. That is just going to be her life. My birthday is on the 2nd of January, okay? I may as well not have a birthday. Yeah, that's a crap birthday, Rob. It's terrible because everyone's back at work. Everyone's on a diet. No one's drinking. Everyone's spent all their money. Everyone's had New Year's Eve. Everyone's had a day off for New Year's Day. 2nd of January. And then on some days as well, if it falls wrong, you know, sometimes if it's New Year's Day on a Sunday, you get the Monday off. But if it's New Year's Day on the Monday, you're back at work. It's horrific. And I've given up. It's not worth trying to do anything. That is a bad birthday. I think because you're two days away, I think, from having a brilliant birthday, which is if your birthday was New Year's Eve. Yeah. I think that would be a f- superb birthday. The only bad thing with that is everyone celebrates when your birthday's over. <laughs> so I actually think New Year's Day could be a good birthday. No, everyone's completely hung over, Rob. No one wants to. Because if it was New Year's Eve, you've basically got a way of guilting everyone you want to spend New Year's Eve with to come out with you. You know when you have a birthday and there'll be people there and you can see that they're there yeah, just to show their face and then they're going to leave. There'd be no one doing that with your birthday. Well, on the, well look, let's get back to the, the question rather than make it about me with a birthday. The Christmas Day birthday, it depends if they've got any siblings. If they're an only child, I'd suggest you could split it up and do birthday in the morning or afternoon or whatever. They're, they're, they're going to, judging by uh, the next question, which is about being a parent for the first time, uh, this yeah. they're going to be an only child or the oldest sibling. If I was them, I'd just do Christmas and then pick a day in between Christmas and New Year for your birthday. Or just sack it off. That's what I've done with my birthday. It's not worth it. Yeah. Do you, do you miss it? Oh, well, I've never had it. Why? What about when you're a kid? Because no one's hung over or not drinking and stuff when you're a kid. Uh, when I was a kid, once, my mum had forgot to get me a birthday present when I was 13. So drove to Sainsbury's on the morning of my birthday and bought me a fucking whisk. <laughs> And she's listening to this and she knows that's true. I've just sort of given up on birthdays. It's not really worth it. But um, with a child, because ours are at the beginning of December, we do stuff with them on the day. You can't do that Christmas day. But we, in the summer, always get a, a bouncy castle and do a big birthday party in the summer. So I'd, I'd do that. Yeah. Maybe 25th of August or something. I, I think you could make a virtue of it and let the child choose another day in between Christmas and New Year when they can have their birthday. Yeah, so I would, between Christmas and New Year, you could have a little birthday party because everyone's bored and wants to do something. So if you had like a little party in a hall or, for, you know, people could come and everyone's off work and school, so they can do that. So I'd pick a little day for a little in, in a hall or a house party and then pick a day in the summer where you could do a big one if you wanted. Let's face it, birthdays aren't as good as Christmas. People who prefer their birthday to Christmas are psychopaths. Oh, my God. So the thing is, if you try and split the day, yeah, it'll be people, if you do birthday first, everyone going, when the fuck can we do Christmas? This is a... <laughs> and then if you do birthday second, it's like, we're stopping Christmas now. What do you mean we can't stop Christmas? And also, let's be honest, those birthday presents you get, they are, no, no one's specifically buying you birthday presents. They're going, shall we just relabel one of the Christmas presents that is exactly. their birthday present as well? It's, yeah, the, the, the truth is, it's over. Your child has no birthday. But obviously, that's quite a harsh message to deliver to new parents. Uh, and, you know, sure, try and do that thing on the 28th. Try and do something in the summer. But ultimately, 
your child won't have a birthday. Number two, what is worse for feeling tired? A, the broken sleep cycle of about two to three hours sleep I have at the moment at night, or when she's older and wakes up at 5am for the whole day, hopefully not 4.30 like Ellis James. I would say the broken sleep cycle is a million times worse than the 5am wake up. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, because I can't, well, it depends. I'm not a morning person, okay? So I am done for the entire day if I wake up at five because no matter what time I wake up, I always go to bed late still. I can't, I'm just a night out. So that kills me. I'd rather it be broken and one of us, like, if it's a broken sleep, I'll say to me or Lou, I'll go like, one of us deal with her in the night and then when they get up for the day at six, seven, the other person sleeps for a couple of hours. Right. So I think if you've got your strategy right, the unbro- if, the, if that unbroken night sleep, both up doing it, you're going to kill yourself as a team. Oh, so yeah. you need to go, you deal with that all night. And then at eight o'clock or seven o'clock, I'll get up for the day and you sleep till 10, if you can, if you're not working or whatever, you oh, sleep until 10 or 11. Then, yeah, I don't think I'm getting back to sleep properly. And that's, I, I'd go, I'd, there was a long period of 5.30s when uh, my daughter was about six months. It was during the World Cup in 2018. And I just, I actually got quite into it. Yeah, but you're morning, but you like mornings. I love a morning, mate. It's the best part of the day. Yeah, but not if you're not slept. No, but like not 5 a.m. Not when you're watching Baby Jake and someone's screaming at you for a yogurt. <laughs> All right, if you're up at five and gone for a nice walk and a fry up. I've got quite into early nights, Rob. Do you know what time I was in bed last night? What time? 9.30. You're never going to be out of tour again, Josh, with this. You're going to turn into one of those little bearded glasses, long-haired like comedians that just end up on book review shows. Do you know what I got asked to do on Friday? What? Go on a book review show. <laughs> Have you been reading my emails, Rob? Also, they said I was top of the list, which must mean I'm the absolute comedian you think of if you're doing a book review show. If you're doing a book review show, go, right, we need to get a slightly younger comedian um, talking about books and stuff like that. Who should we go for? Right? It's you all day, mate. Oh, my God. Oh, this is the moment. But you love that. But do I need to stay up to 11pm to stop that happening? I don't know, but let's look at the facts here, Josh. Out of the two of us, I'm more likely to be on a cruise ship in 20 years and you're more likely to be on some book review show at like the Hay Festival, where it's called Hay on Why Book Fest. You'll be there in a tent chatting about your favourite fiction novel. You struggled to finish that sentence, didn't yes, you? I, I, yes, sometimes I don't know what books are. <laughs> but you read books, Rob. I do read books, yeah, but yeah. you've been on a boat. Do you know what I mean? We're doing a, you know, a songs of clothes tonight. Um, so the answer for Ben Parkin is depends who you are. Depends if you're night hour or early mornings, but for me, I can't do that 5 a.m. start. I bet Lou's the same. Lou can't get back to sleep. So if I say I'll do, you know, you do all night and then get back to sleep, she can't do it where I can. But it depends on who you are and your daughter's not going to have a birthday. One so. last point on it is I, I think there's nothing worse than the fear of going to bed knowing they're going to wake up in the night. That's the bit I can't stand. I can't deal with it. <laughs> well, that's what I realise I stay up late is because I quite like being in my house awake when it's quiet. Yeah. Don't be scared to use a device. The timeout step can be your ally. Don't be afraid to say no to your kids. No to your kids. No to your kids. No to your kids. It's okay to apologise as a parent. Apologise. 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 You're listening to WWRBD. What would Rob Beckett do? This one here is a nice little parenting hack. 
around NYE. Yes, please. This one's from Abu Dhabi, where we live with our nine-year-old son, Charlie. I just wanted to share our New Year's Eve tradition that has got us through the last four to five years. Obviously, with things as they are, this is the first year we have spent New Year's Eve at home, just the three of us. With my son determined to make it till midnight, he put in a sterling effort, but only made it till 10 p.m. as we predicted. He's only nine, their son. Um, As this is inevitable for young kids for the last four to five years, we have celebrated, oh, this is a great idea, Josh, fake New Year. Oh, that is good. The night before this is a full party for him and his friends and drinks for adults, party poppers, Big Ben on YouTube, full countdown, all done around 6 to 8 p.m. when they can still enjoy it. We got away with this probably until the age of seven. Yeah, because when it was New Year's Eve, um, my kids were going, oh, let's wait for midnight, New Year. And I, you can't explain to them no. that they're never going to make midnight and you're it won't be joyful. And you were going to ruin it for us as well. Yeah, they do a whole party on the 30th, but I think 31st, just bang it out at 8pm. Oh, lovely. Do you, want, do you want another one about keeping kids in their bed in the morning? Yes, please. Um, so that last one was from Rob, Roxy and Charlie in Abu Dhabi, nine-year-old Charlie. This one is from KM Fuller. Just listen to the most recent podcast of Josh talking about the clock he has for his daughter to keep her in bed in the morning. We use this with our son too, and he calls it Mr. Sun. And it works great until they learn to press the button themselves to switch it back to morning and come and wake you up in the middle of the night shouting, Mr. Sun is up. He knows he now can't get away with trying to convince us it wasn't him, but instead just comes in asking how long until Mr. Sun comes up. So they, he's worked it out. So this is good because mine's all run by an app. Oh, okay. So they said, I've tried to slowly creep it forward by five minutes, but the latest we can get it is 6am. And even then, Ooh. we can still hear him awake in his bedroom. Some mornings around five. Good luck, Josh. Hopefully it carries on working for you. Loving the podcast. Mine get up about 5.36 every day. 5.36? They're up about 5.30 and then sort of come in about 6. Oh, 5.36. Sorry, I thought you were just being very... Might get up about 5.36 every day. Yeah, like little robots. <laughs> Pre-programmed. Oh, wow. I think we're probably about a 6.30 average. Um, <laughs> should we have some more uh, correspondence? Okay, hi. This is from Sugar and the Twins. Hi, Rob and Josh. Loving the podcast. Been a fan since first lockdown. My question to you is, am I a terrible mum slash wife? Yes, you are. Okay, <laughs> next one. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. I had COVID last week. And while I wasn't feeling my best, I left my husband in charge of my two-year-old twins. I secretly felt happy that I got a break from them and he would actually see what they are like every day to look after. But to my surprise, they were angels for him. I started to feel better, but enjoyed having my meals brought to me in bed and watching Netflix. That I stretched out my sick days a bit further. Oh, yes, please. <gasps> It felt like a holiday. Nobody seemed to miss me downstairs. Am I a terrible wife for letting my husband take over when I was actually feeling better? What would you do in this situation? Enjoy the peace or feel the guilt and help with the kids? I'm all recovered now, thankfully. Thanks for the laughs. Um, What's your thought on this? Well, I think when you get ill, when you have a job, you'd always like to take that one extra day when you know you could probably go in, but you can actually enjoy being ill. Yes, but also, you want to feel your best when you're back. You don't want to get rushed back into action. Yeah, exactly, exactly. If you compare it to a footballer, yeah, you don't you don't want to just get get injured again, do you? No. Also, I think mum guilt is so strong. If you're a good person, like I'm, I'm sure this lady is not giving us her name here, Sugar and the Twins is she is feeling guilt, but like unnecessarily. 
So she's like, she's always veering on the side of caution of how much guilt she yeah. feels. Type of thing. So I think she's, I think you're probably absolutely fine. Also, like, you know, and, and you have to, I look at it, it's an aggregate. It's like time in lieu with illnesses and recovery. Cause I broke my ankle yeah. and I, 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 I'm throwing this out here now. I was rushed back into service too soon. Oh. And I, I will stand by that. I'm owed a week oh. of nothing. So if I have to tag that onto a little bit of flu here and there, I think it all works out. And you know, but I know Lou's probably doing it a bit as well, where she yeah. lays in bed a little bit longer. So I think it's it's all a good bit of give and take. Yeah, I would love a week of pretending I'm ill, so I don't resent it. Don't be scared to use a device. device, device, device. The timeout step can be your ally. Ally, 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 ally. Don't be afraid to say no to your kids. No to your kids. No to your kids. No to your kids. It's okay to apologise as a parent. Apologise, 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 apologise. You're listening to WWRBD. What would Rob Beckett do? Josh, do you know what one of my kids' favourite activities is? Unrolling toilet rolls. Oh, yeah. It looks like they're sort of ultras at a German away game. (laughs) But that is a fun game. I can see why they're into it. Exactly. And that's what I get frustrated sometimes as an adult because you go, look, I know that's fun and I want to do that as well, but I'm going to be the one who has to pick it up or re-roll it. Well, do you know who the kings of toilet roll are, if you ask me? Go on. Andrex. And Andrex want you to feel clean and confident every day. Andrex Gentle Clean Toilet Tissue is specifically designed to clean you and your family with a touch of softness. Plus... Each roll is uniquely Andrex with a lovable Andrex puppy embossed on every sheet to confidently care for your family. Andrex is recognised by the British Skin Foundation for clean and healthy skin so you can feel reassured that your family's delicate skin will be cared for. Andrex wants you to be the very best version of yourself every day. That's why there's a perfect range of products to suit you and your family's individual needs. Clean is a feeling. Clean is Andrex. Find your feeling of clean at www.andrex.co.uk or via Andrex's social channels. I did a, I did a, an interview for some for the Robin Romish like mm. press for the Robin Romish show, and then um, there was this guy who's got no kids, and I was like, "Oh, how's it going?" Like on the interview, he went, "Yeah, fine." Just sick of people moaning about their kids in lockdown. If, if it's doing you ready, why would you have kids in the first place? What is this? The interviewer? Yeah, and I was like, "Is he across well, your output?" Why? Obviously not, is he? And I was like, well, to be fair, though, yes, I did decide to have children, but it wasn't really, you know, in the offing that at some point I'd be locked down in my house with them for two years. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There was a, a big moment that changed you. I've not sort of gone like, oh, my God, kids in my house and I don't pay rent. Like, I'm aware, I'm, I'm accepting of the challenges of children, but I think it's fair in a national worldwide lockdown that you can moan a bit more than usual. Do you know what I mean? I can't believe you're doing Robin Romesh promo with some kind of shock jock interviewer. <laughs> you're doing the Howard Stern was... show to promote Robin Romesh. <laughs> I don't know, but it was, I was like, all right, mate, you picked, it's the wrong wrong thing to slag off there. But I didn't, I didn't mind, I just laughed. Yeah. Someone said to me the other day, I'm actually unoffendable. Are you? Well, yeah, like when I do stuff like Romesh, or they, I get humiliated on it on those shows and like yeah. someone takes a piss, I'm like, I just laugh. But yeah, I don't know what would annoy yeah. me. What would offend you? No, you're you're pretty you're pretty stoic with those things. Whereas I'm I'm an absolute snowflake of the highest order. Really, what's what sends you? A, what upsets you a little bit? Is that, would it be a, a, a review or someone saying? Well, I don't about read it? reviews because I know they'd upset me. Yeah. So everything really, <laughs> really, literally. Is anything you've read or seen that's really got you stuck in your head and you still think about now? Well, have I told you about the one time I did read a Chortle review of the last five years? 
And for Chortle, for the most of the people that listen, is an independent comedy website that no one else in the world knows or cares about, apart from about a thousand comedians. Is that yeah. fair? Yeah, I'd say so. I think a thousand's pretty. I think a thousand's generous, but there we go. So I never read um, Chortle reviews because I was like, I don't want to read a bad review. And then um, I did a charity gig in um, Brighton, but I had a really good one. So I was like, this has to be a good review. Oh, because it went well. There's no way this isn't going to be a good review because it went so well. Yeah. I'm going to read it. Went on it. Josh Whittacombe was brilliant. Here we bloody go. At last. Right. Josh Whittacombe was brilliant. Unlike the last time I saw him, with Link to my tour show. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, so, so even even in the midst of a good review that I knew must be a good review, I'd managed to stumble across a bad review because he'd links to it in the good review. He links to it in the to go, he was good, but don't worry, he can be shit. Read this. <laughs> I was like, do you know what? That's my own fault for the arrogance of going, this has to be a good review and reading it. <laughs> It's a bit like England beating Colombia in the World Cup on penalties. Going, England beat Colombia, but also they did lose to Germany. Yeah. Look, look at this. Remember that? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I do think, though, to be fair, in, within comedy, there's a bit of a, a thing where if you are just funny and just do jokes, it's a bit sneered upon that you're not making some sort of big political point, especially like the Edinburgh Fringes, where I once got reviewed, Rob Beckett is funny to Rob Beckett fans. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's how magic works. It's a point, isn't it? Um, when uh, I got a one-star review in Edinburgh with me and Acaster. Yeah. Acaster as well. Me, Acaster and Nick Helm did a free Fringe show in 2009. Yeah. Um, when we were quite new, he described it as depressing. Depressing. <laughs> imagine, imagine your show being described as depressing, Rob. Yeah, because what could have happened? Because in a way, if you were so bad, it would make you feel good, wouldn't it? Because at least I'm not them three. Yeah, exactly. Rev- imagine what that reviewer thinks now. Nick Helm is incredible. You're a brilliant comedian. Acast is one of the best comedians of his generation. I do imagine that that person then went and watched what happened to in, in the following 10 years and went, what the fuck has happened here? <laughs> yeah. you no, know, you're still depressing. Don't get me. Don't get me. You're just funnier. <laughs> right. Would you like another email? Hello, Josh and Rob. Our bedtime routines are getting a little out of hand. We have two sons, four and six, both off school, and we decided not to send the younger one to his wraparound care until the old COVID is more under control. They each have their own preferred way of doing things, though there are some crossovers. I will highlight some of the madness. Elder son, uh, bag chase. My eldest five has a sleeping bag in which I chase him with, catch him in, and carry him to the bedroom slung over my shoulder like a Santa's sack. Covers chase. See the above, but with a duvet. Bed leap. He stands in the edge of the bed and jumps onto the mattress. Bag leap. Same as above, but with an unsafe sleeping bag on the bed. I have to then zip up around him. Oh, there's so many levels. Spinning plonk. I drop him into the bed and he spins around once on his way down. Bag spinning plonk. You get the picture. Then the usual bedtime stuff. Younger son, three. This starts usually in the lounge, which is upstairs. We say goodnight to everyone and head down. I have to carry him, running down, saying down, 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 down. Next, we have to get his stool from the kitchen with both of us carrying it, doing to me, to you. My addition, he's never seen chuckle vision. This is insane. Back to the kitchen to fill up the water. He must do it himself. He climbs into bed and asks, A, a spinning plonk. B, a float. Swing him down, floating like a leaf. C, the biggest float ever. As a no, but I... swinging with his arms out, full stretch, ending in a plonk. Non-spinning. 
He weighs the best part of 20 kilos, so I count that as my lockdown exercise. Story, usually stick man, but he turns the pages. Songs, every day when Santa got stuck up the chimney times two, and Santa Claus is coming to town. We have tried other songs, but get shouted down no Santa after they generally sleep through well after seven and have done since around 18 months. Would you swap that for your children sleeping past seven? No, that is absolutely insane. That is, I can't believe, surely the kid can't remember all those stages. I don't know. Kids are quite good at stuff like that, aren't they? Yeah, I know, but that that just seems absurd. You wouldn't swap that for your daughter's sleeping beyond 7am? No, just out of (laughs) self-respect. I mean, I'd rather be able to go to sleep at night knowing that I did the right thing <laughs> and get up early than do all that. Do you know what, Rob, though? I, I would do that for the post-seven wake-up, 100%. No way, no. Yes way. I'd rather take one on the chin. I'd rather go down fighting. Next time you're up at 5.30, think about whether you wish you'd done the spinning plonk. <laughs> <laughs> Here is another email. This is from Rebecca Quigley. My friend has recently shared a great parenting tip I wish I had used a while ago. Her son is going through a phase where they need to sit on their bed or stay in the room until they fall asleep. My son did this and we would often be in there for an hour. Her and her husband had been tag teaming sitting in the doorway each evening when they decided to try cutting a person-shaped figure out of cardboard. (laughs) Miraculously, they they basically home aloneed him, Rob. They've home aloneed their son. (laughs) That is, that is, if they wake up in the night and see the cart, that's going to freak them out, though, isn't it? Because I used to get scared in my bedroom thinking that my dressing gown was a person. Yeah. Do you, does that ever freak you out? Yeah. The door? Uh, and you know what? I've been listening to a spooky podcast, Rob. Oh, which one? Uh, it's uh, Shag Married or Not. No, um, it's um, <laughs> the spooky podcast is about a poltergeist in Battersea. Oh, no, Josh, you don't need that. Not in a pandemic. Look after yourself. I listened to the Poltergeist one while I was doing my morning uh, my morning workout, Rob, in the shed. Yeah. But I was doing the press-ups, Rob, and I was too scared because I couldn't see what was behind me while I was doing the press-ups. <laughs> I was like, what if someone taps on my shoulder while I'm doing the press-up? I'll never recover. Uh, well, the worst thing you could do is do VR headset anywhere in my house because Lou sees that as an open invitation to sneak <laughs> up on me and scare the shit out of me to the point where I'm nearly sick and mess myself. <laughs> you know we love a uh, international correspondence, Josh. I do. We've got, uh, this is Mimi Swanderins here. Yep. Um, hello, Rob and Josh. Thank you so much for the podcast. It has made me cry, oh, cry laughing, thank God, on many occasions. You're building up quite a following in Sydney. Ooh. I used to teach young kids around five years old in Singapore at an international school whose parents were mixed nationalities. They asked me where my parents were from. I explained that my mummy was from Syria and my daddy was from Scotland, where men wear kilts that are similar to skirts. One kid piped up with, my daddy wears skirts on the weekend, but my mummy doesn't like it. It was nearly (laughs) impossible to compose myself for the rest of the class. So a reminder to be careful what you say in front of your kids unless you want everyone to know. Mira. That's amazing. Don't be scared to use a device. The timeout step can be your ally. Don't be afraid to say no to your kids. No to your kids. No to your kids. No to your kids. It's okay to apologise as a parent. Apologise. 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 You're listening to WWRBD. What would Rob Beckett do? Right. 
Uh, thank you for all your emails. We're back on Friday uh, with Paloma Faith, which was an amazing interview, uh, one of my favourite we've done. So look forward to that. Yeah, it's a great one. Um, I love Paloma. She's brilliant, isn't she? Um, enjoy, guys. Speak to you later. Bye. Cheers, bye. This podcast is brought to you by Andrex, who believe that clean is more than just being clean. Clean is a feeling. It's the confidence you feel, the spring in your step that only the superior quality of Andrex gives you. 